everybody. Happy Friday to podcast subscribers and, well, Monday if you're catching this one via the world-famous OverdriveOnline.com, but the show is posting August 14th. Today we're peeking through a window onto a conference in its second year coming up down in Houston, building on a thus far four-year journey of one New Jersey-based Ramel Watley. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this edition of Overdrive Radio, and it's host-to-host today, as it were. Watley's the voice and principal progenitor of a podcast himself, Truck and Hustle, around now for more than four years and well-known among entrepreneurs of a variety of stripes all around trucking and transportation, including owner-operators and small fleets in a variety of trucking niches. Freight Fest, then, is Watley and Company's conference, upcoming next month in Houston, building on the success of his podcast and bringing together disparate communities around trucking. This is our second year. The first one was last year, November 4th through the 6th. Uh, in Houston, Texas at the Royal Sinesta. We stayed in Houston this year. So it's gonna be September 28th through October 1st at Hilton Americas. Um, basically what Freight Fest is, is it's it's what truck and hustle is. I like to, I like to call it truck and hustle on steroids. You know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to bring all, the, all of our guests from truck and hustle from the podcast, as well as other people from just our network, just, you know, as we've been just kind of, you know, just trekking across the country, man. We're all over the place, just meeting meeting new people all the time. So just bringing everybody together in one place. And it's really just about exploring the different niches of transportation. So we're covering everything kind of end to end. You know, we have people from like oil and gas. We have people from intermodal, um, freight forwarders, freight brokers, um, you know, fleet owners, just kind of bringing them all on one stage to talk about their, you know, particular subject matter of expertise and then bringing the people that can kind of bring it all together for them. Like, you know, people like Dean Croak from DAT, like freight analysts and, uh, you know, uh, consultants that kind of help you with planning and, and, and funding and opportunities through the SBA, uh, government contracting. It's just a space where it's just like tons of just opportunity, man. That's really what it's all about. Just putting everybody in one room and we could just kind of share resources, just, just uh, learn and, and, and grow from each other. Among presenters are anyone from reps at freight factoring company OTR Capital, a sponsor of the event, and voices many of you will be familiar with from Overdrive Radio, too, like Innovative Logistics Group founder Adam Wingfield, whose tale of his start trucking as an owner-operator and subsequent growth featured on the podcast earlier in the year. Ramel Watley hopes Freight Fest is a place where small fleets and owner-operators specifically can lay the groundwork for a fundamental goal of many. Growth, man. Number number one is number one is networking, right? You get to you get to connect with some of your peers out there, right? right? Other fleet owners, people who are doing the same things that you're doing. You get to learn from them, and then we're bringing people to the stage that can add value to your business. So, um, you know, if you're looking to pivot, we, we know like the market's been brutal. A lot of people have been struggling. They're looking for different opportunities. They're looking for other ways um, to to continue to thrive. So that's what we're kind of bringing. So the, 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 the pitch is if you want to get around people that can help you grow your business, they're going to be a freight fest. And, and that's what it's all about. So we've like really like put together like a list of people that we feel can add the most value from our network. You can find a list of presenters at freightfest.com and listen on for more detail of how Watley envisions the event, in part inspired by the She Trucking Expo back in 2021 in Chattanooga. We'll also hear his own story in trucking, from his first experience getting a CDL in the early part of this century, to dispatching, to managing a small fleet, and opening his own businesses aimed at putting CDL drivers in a position to garner longer-term employment with fleets and more. With all of his endeavors, he's always got growth in mind, but 
also other concerns. We got to talking about the fact that our conversation was what it was, a trucking media guy talking to another, an overdrive's 60 plus year history, reaching way back to times well before your friendly neighborhood overdrive radio host's birth. For longevity in any business, Watley noted, the desire for growth is necessarily tempered by greater needs. I tell people all the time, like, things don't happen overnight. It's like, and sometimes I have to even reel myself in because I want to see so much growth so fast. And I'm like, man, that's not how it works. You got to just, you got to be steady. steady. You got to take your time. It's a process, man. To be around forever, you have to take your time and build that strong foundation. And and that, and that's what I, I I want us to be a forever business. So it's like I understand it's not gonna happen overnight. You know we've had great success in a short amount of time, but it's good and humbling to hear when somebody's been around since the '60s and the '70s. It's like that's what we want to be. Two thousand what like two thousand what whatever it will be forty years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want to still be. Yeah. Will fucking us will still be here? Will we uh, stay in the test of time? In twenty eighty. Twenty eighty. <laughs> like 2079 now we're that would right. be 60 years right <laughs> now we talking now we talking so that's what it's about man that's what it's yeah. about so on the other side of a break we'll dive right into the beginning of Rummel Watley's story keep tuned love your diesel we get it Protect your investment and maximize performance with Howe's Diesel Defender. Increase towing capacity, torque, and power. With Howe's, you'll hear the smooth rumble of a clean and well-lubricated engine in no time. Oh yeah, and Howe's Diesel Defender will increase your fuel economy by 5% or more. Guaranteed. Howe's Diesel Defender. For every diesel. Find more about Defender and other Howe's fuel treatments at H-O-W-E-S. Houseproducts.com. Okay, here's Ramel Watley, taking us back to his beginnings with a CDL about two decades ago. I've been in transportation for half my life. Uh, I got into the industry through getting a CDL. I uh, got my CDL in like 2000, it was either 2002, three or four, one of them. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to it. Right. But got my CDL because I was unemployed. I needed a job. Right. Quite honestly. Um, and it was a means to an end. I, I saw a, 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 a one ad, you know, $50,000, be a truck driver. I was like, cool, let's do it. Right. Uh, after I got the CDL, quickly learned that driving the truck was not my forte. I just wasn't really comfortable behind the wheel. And, you know, I've, you know, managed many drivers over the years and I've worked with many drivers. And I always say, like, you know, a driver, like when you at the handshake, like you shake their hand, you know, if that 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 guy or, or, or that girl is a driver or not. Like they, it's like you have it or you don't. And I just frankly did not have it. Right. And, <laughs> and I had to I had to come to terms with that very early. So when I got my license, I was like, all right, cool. I had this license. I passed the test. I got the CDL, but I, I don't really feel comfortable driving this truck. So. I got an opportunity very early. I was actually uh, looking for a job and I got introduced to this guy who ran a small mom and pop company called Bond Transfer. They were based out of Maryland and um, they 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 were on location in Cinnamon, New Jersey at a warehouse uh, called Ball Plastics. And what they did, what Bond did was they delivered uh, uh, the, the, the plastic bottles for Pepsi's all throughout the country. 
right? So um, ball plastic would create these plastic bottles out the resin. The resin will be delivered. It'll become a bottle. They put 22 pallets on a 48-foot trailer, and they ship it out all over the country, right? Cranston, Rhode Island, all these different places. So when I was going there for the driving job, I was very transparent with the guy who was the manager there. And I was like, listen, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm really cut out for this, but you know, I'm just doing it. I was just having like an honest conversation with them. And he was like, have you ever thought about being a dispatcher? And I was like, what's the dispatcher? I don't even know what that is at the point. Cause it's, I'm still new to the industry. So he was like, man, you're basically like managing the guys. Like you, you know, you let them know what routes they're going to do and just kind of managing them. You seem like you're a very personable guy. You seem cool. I like you. I think you'd be good at it. And I had like some like small managerial experience from doing other things prior to that. And I was like, uh, all right, cool. I said, that sounds interesting. I was like, what is it paying? Right. Like, cause I, that's the main thing. I'm like thinking about the money. <laughs> it's like $45,000 was the starting salary. Like, so in this, at this time in the early two thousands, like that was mm -hmm. uh, a, that was a lot of money to me. I'm like yeah, for, for a young man, for a yeah, young guy, is, right. Yeah. Come right with, 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 with no, with, with no college degree. Right. Mind you. Yeah. I had no experience in the industry at all. Brand new industry to me. He was like, I'll pay you 45K a year to do this job. Just off of that one meeting, he just liked me. He thought I was a cool guy. So I was like, cool. So we went through the process. He had a lot of pull over the owners and everything like that. He vouched for me. He said, I, I like this guy. I want him to be here. He got me the job. That was my that was my entrance into the industry right there. So I ended up working at that uh, company. They were, they were a small family business. I worked with them for four years. Um, the guy who actually hired me ended up actually getting fired because he stole some money from them, which was funny, right? Ooh, yeah, wow. he he was like creating these like fake companies and like billing them to himself and like taking a bunch of money. It was a crazy whole. That's a whole other story, right? But okay. here's the thing: because it was such a small uh, operation, it was only me, him, and like two other people who worked in the office, and I was like the next man up, right? So when they got rid of him, I knew the most in the in the office. So just by default, they were like, hey, Ramel, can you kind of run things? They call me RJ. Hey, RJ, can you run things like while we find another manager? They never found another manager. I ended up being the manager. I ended up running that operation, right? So eventually things kind of happened. Um, it was a, a second generation business where um, it was kind of like the family business. The sons took over, but the sons weren't really as like they weren't really like trucking, trucking guys. They were just they weren't invested in it. Yeah, they yeah. weren't invested in like that happens a lot. Right. So they ended up losing a lot of their business and they end up kind of selling and going out. Of, I don't know if they sold or they went out. of They went out of business. Actually, they didn't sell. I'm going to like 20 years. I'm going back. Yeah. So um, after that, I didn't have a job. I went uh, through another opportunity through just networking. I, I had a friend who worked over at Ryder. So I end up going to work for Ryder Integrated Logistics uh, for their CVS account. So I had all the experience that I, I learned at Bond, started working for Ryder. I ended up working for Ryder for about seven years, learned a ton about operations, just, you know, running a trucking company, uh, Ryder, you know, Ryder is the big boys, right? They do everything right. So, um, you know, learn from Ryder. And then in 2015, I started my own, my own company. So okay. I actually started a, a staffing business. So when, when I, while I was at Ryder, we basically had about 60 guys that we 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 kept on uh, full time. But every because we we're doing a CVS account, there would be these like seasonal spikes. So like during like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day. Right. All the times when like there's an increased amount of, uh, of 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 goods to be delivered, we would they would hire other drivers and they would get these companies called lease companies. Right. And they yeah. reach out to these companies and they would have like, you know, 10 to 15 guys at a time yeah. working. And these guys almost became like a part of our fleet, like not our fleet, our driver pool, because they work with us so much. 
So um, I'm starting to make relationships with these guys because I'm the I'm dispatching them. I'm putting them on the routes. Right. And I'm also building a lot of rapport with like a lot of the owners just through like booking these guys. So one day the bright idea hit me. I'm like, man, I could do this business because I'm also looking at like the, the invoices. I'm looking at what they're billing. I'm like, hold on. So they just build $40 an hour. They pay in the driver $20 an hour. And there's like there's like $20 there that's not accounted for. I'm assuming there's some costs in there, maybe some workers comp, some this, that and the third. But I'm sure there's some money to be made there. And I was like, this is a very easy business. And I already had the network of drivers. So in 2015, I started my own staffing company. I left Ryder. And I, I started uh, Ultimate Driver Staffing, which was my own uh, driver staffing company. We grew that. I did about $1.2 million in revenue my first year doing that business. Um, but we had a lot of failures because I didn't understand business. I kind of just got into it. And even though I made a ton of money, I ended up being being in the red because of like workers comp and certain things I didn't fully understand, right? When I had that workers comp audit, I wasn't putting aside money for workers comp and different things that I should have been doing, managing my money, managing my finances correctly. So um, I learned a lot of lessons and that ended up kind of trailing me for the next two to three, two to three years. Um, and it, it, it actually uh, caused a rift between my partner and I, and uh, we actually ended up dissolving that business. So I actually ended up selling to him um, because I had to get out of it. We just were disagreeing. The direction for the business was just, we, we were seeing it two different ways at this point. So um, at that point rather, so I sold to him and then I had a, a little interim um, in 2019. That's when I started Truck and Hustle. So the catalyst of Truck and Hustle was basically to talk about entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and opportunities in transportation and logistics from my point of view, because I, I'm an entrepreneur, I started a business, but I had so many failures and so many things went wrong. I wanted to just talk to other people who had similar stories like me and save people who were embarking on those entrepreneurial journeys from going through the same type of things that I had. So that was like my idea. Like, I'm going to do that yeah. through this podcast median. And that's when everything started. Um, I ended up starting another staffing company shortly after that. Um, while, you know, as I built Truck and Hustle, so I, I still own another staffing company as well, Mega Driver Solutions out of North, uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Um, but I, I'm, I'm able to also build Truck and Hustle as, as well. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the story of how we, how we got here. You're putting contract drivers with companies that need them on a temporary basis. So that's or, it. It's very or long term. Is it long term? And, and tip, tip, usually it's long term. So okay. we, we, we call ourselves a temp agency. But mo in most cases, those guys end up working there three to six months, sometimes a year. Sometimes we transition them and they hire them outright. It's just an yeah. opportunity for, for, for companies to be able to have a driver and they get to kind of test them out. Right. They get to test the waters before they actually marry them. Um, so they they use companies like ours. And then we kind of carry all the liability because we pay workers comp. We cover all the employment costs. We we run everything from the MVRs, do drug testing, PSPs. We do everything, all the dirty work. And then we give them the driver. They take the driver and they can use them when they need them. And then when they don't need them, the driver will go and work somewhere else. But we have a lot of guys who are like older, you know, guys who are semi-retired um, and, and they, you know, their, their wife has medical benefits and they're good. They just want to like work a couple hours a week. And then we have some guys who just like the flexibility of being able to say no to a route. Like, no, nah, I don't want to work this week. Right. Like, I'm good. So they'll 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 choose when they kind of want to work. And, and you know, those guys are they exist out there. They're just kind of like flex guys. And, uh, yep. and, and, that, and that's the kind of guys we have, man. But we have a good group of guys. So, yep, that's what we do. Cool. Are you you're not working with owner operators over there? I don't imagine. No, 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 no owner operators. In fact, all of our guys are local. 
So yeah. everybody's a 14 hour day. Um, you know, some accounts, we used to do some postal accounts where we do some layovers, like a 10 hour, 10 hour layover. But, but for the most part, they're, they're, they're working 14 hours max. They're home every day. They get paid hourly. We don't do yeah. any OTR because it's not really our strong suit. We never really, we tried it at, at certain points, but it's def, it's hard to bill and hard to make it work for the owners and, uh, uh, and for carriers and fleet owners. So we've always just stuck, stuck to an hourly pay model. And um, and we've just done that. And that's what works for us. And we also are, are kind of like within our area. So we don't service like anywhere outside like Jersey, Philadelphia, you know, Delaware. We we won't really go past that 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 area. Yeah, I'm in I'm in South Jersey, Mount Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm about 15 minutes away from uh, from the bridge, from like the Talcone okay. Palmyra Bridge, which will bring you right into downtown Philadelphia. Are you from there originally? No. So I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, originally okay. from yeah, from Brooklyn, New York, moved there when I was moved out of there when I was young, though, moved to Central Jersey, a uh, place called Heights Sound. That's where I went to high school. Um, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's near like kind of like near Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. Um, yeah. And then after that, I moved back to New York after I graduated for about three years. And then I moved back to South Jersey, um, back to Jersey, met my wife. She lived in South Jersey. And that's what that's what well, how I ended up out here in South Jersey. And I've been there ever since. Truck and hustle. Um, you have you guys have a, a wide range of guests on there. We do. Overdrive is pretty pretty narrowly focused, right? Like uh, it's it's intended for owner operators, small trucking fleet owner. But you guys are covering anything from uh, people getting into brokerage to you you pick up on uh, on on over the road themes with the truck parking episode that you re recently had but it all it all does kind of tie together tie back to that starting a business it does uh, generally and and there's all different kinds of businesses that can be started in this world of, of, of trucking transportation uh, what can we expect uh from truck and hustle when i started truck and hustle it, it it was about just the entrepreneurial spirit because i was starting it like based off of my own story Right. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've been in this industry for so long, but I, you know, I didn't have I don't have a traditional trucking company, but I'm still I'm still a service provider for trucking companies. Right. And there's tons of different ways that you can do that. So my thing was like, you know, I want to explore all the different niches. I want to talk to all different business owners and just talk about all these different ways that people have created businesses for themselves in this industry, supply chain logistics from end to end. So, um, you know, and, and it's definitely rooted in entrepreneurship, right? Because I just love entrepreneurship. That's what excites me. I, I love to see people take something and 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 something, or take nothing and and turn it into something. That excites yeah. me, and I and I'm just naturally like inquisitive about business. So yeah. really, like when I'm having these conversations, I'm I'm just interested. Like it's almost like the cheat code because for me, I'm I'm learning for myself because I may want to start a business in your niche. Or I may want to partner <laughs> with you or, you know, explore that opportunity myself. So I have a reason to kind of like pick your brain and you can tell me all your inf all your all the insider information and all that, all the good stuff that I would like I would have to actually do the business to find out. I could learn from you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like just hearing those stories just excite me. And, and that's what kind of trucking us was about. But it's for everybody. I mean, if 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 you're a company driver, it's still for you, too, because it's yeah. still applicable. You know what I mean? Some company, some company drivers aspire to be owner operators someday or fleet owners, and some don't. 
Some are cool, you know, just driving for the company and that's what they like. That that's their, that's their, um, their superpower and they're good with that. And, and, and we're for all of it. So I don't want to, I don't want to isolate and just say it's only for entrepreneurs because it's not, it's for everybody in this industry, because even if you're a company driver, you need to understand what's going on with, with other people in leadership. You need to what, what, need to understand how the fleet owner thinks. You need sure. to understand how the how the how the supply chain works because all this stuff affects you, right? So it all trickles yep. down. So I think it's just important for anybody in the industry to just learn and just pay attention to what's going on and, and pay attention to the the people that are that are making things happen in this industry and 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 that are gonna somehow impact you in some way. So yep. um that that's really what it's about. And uh, you know, we've just been it's been cool because I don't I've never really seen that before in this industry, right? I've noticed through my career, this industry is very extremely segmented. It kind of is is very clicky. Everybody kind of stays in in their own corner and and they don't really get out and 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 connect with other people from different different areas of the business. And a lot of the a lot of platforms are like that as well. So where it's like, hey, this is our niche. This is who we talk to. And that's it. This is who we service. And that's cool because that's needed because there's a lot of underserved people that need somebody that's going to make sure they're speaking directly to them to, right. to, like, to to be able to serve them. But my goal was how could we bring all that together? How could we do something to where everybody feels welcome on one platform and everybody could have the commonality of saying, hey, I was on Truck and Hustle or I engage with Truck and Hustle in some way. And that's like the starting point now. So it's like now now that breaks the ice and that starts the conversation of like, all right, cool. We both are. We both know truck and hustle. Where do we go from here? So it like it just start, it's like a conversation starter. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I've just never really seen any anything like that to where we're like just really like our mission statement is globally connecting transportation and logistics professionals. So it doesn't yeah. matter who you are, any professional in this business. In this environment, we want to we want to see how they intersect and we want to start having those conversations to see how we can help each other and, and ultimately help each other grow. Because the goal is for us to all work together to be able to be successful, whatever success looks like for you. You know, my 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 vision, my version of success may not be the other person's version of success, but I, but whatever your version is, I love it. I love it for you. Like, do it do it, do it hard and, and make sure you reach that goal. But, you know, our, we just want to keep on just giving you whatever you need to, to, to get to that point. So we just, I'm just like, man, who can I talk to? Who can I reach out to? It could be somebody in mergers and acquisitions who's doing like hundred hundred million dollar yeah. deals. You know, maybe, uh, maybe a company driver may not identify with that right away, but why not? They should like, yeah. they should understand that. You know what I mean? So it's like, we want to create the platform where everybody is able to be on one in one place and just learn about each other. And right. hopefully that brings the industry closer together. Cause from, you know, the industry that I know, we need to bring it together. We, we, and we always talk about bringing it together, but who's take, who's taking the actions to actually do it. So right. that's, that's our goal. That's our mission. And um, the only way we could do that is by making inroads and connecting with people like yourself, and, and just yep. making sure that we're open to network. We're open to to be the change that we want to see. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we don't have any competition. We work with everybody. Anybody who wants to be a part of this, man, you are more than welcome. You want to come speak on our stage and you're you're with a different media platform? Come on. We are not we are not against each other. We're working together, right? So it's yep. like we we want to we're trying to figure out how we could all work together, help each other. And that's and that's the only way to do it, man. And, and, and you know, yep. so far it's been working out for us and we'll just continue to keep on pushing, pushing, pushing that, man.
The conference upcoming late next month is of a piece with that big tent vision. While it's hopeful, it offers a chance for owner-operators, small fleets, and all manner of trucking and transportation pros to network outside of their own little bubbles, as it were. September 28th is like the pre the preload, right? So like they, they're okay. it's called the load-in, right? So that's when like the events management team is going to come. They're going to load in everything, kind of put all the decorations and everything up, right? But then we yeah. also have like a networking uh, mixer that night. Right. So that's sure. the first day, which is Thursday. So the main thing that'll happen on that Thursday is a networking mixer. Then on uh, Friday, we're going to have like nine to five. We're still ironing, ironing out the run of show. Uh, but let's sure. just say for just sake of you know discussion, nine to five will be kind of like ballroom type of conference. In between that, we'll have some different breaks and some different activations and so forth. And then on uh, on Friday night, we have a VIP dinner. A mastermind sure. dinner, which we're going to have some very special uh, speakers, uh, really amazing dinner. Um, and then the select people who actually, you know, get the VIP tickets will be able to attend that. Uh, and then the next day we'll have more conference, which is going to be the uh, Saturday. And right. that'll be another nine to five. And then sat uh, Saturday night, we have another networking uh, mixer as well. And then it, the let out is on Sunday. So the conference is all, there's parts of the conference on all four days, but the bulk of the conference is uh, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. And then the, the load in and load out on uh, uh, Thursday and, and Sunday. Cool, cool. Not a truck show associated with this, is it? No, no, sir, man. We haven't, <laughs> grown, hotel, we yeah. haven't grown into that yet. Uh, I, I've definitely had a ton of people say we need to have a truck show as well. Uh, but we're just not there yet, right? So we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're still building it. We're still growing it. There's tons of truck shows that are really great, and they're good at what they do. That's a whole different monster that we haven't mastered yet. We we still haven't mastered putting together conferences, right? So we're still you know learning every day and just trying to perfect that. But uh, yeah, definitely maybe in the future, man, or maybe we'll partner with another great truck show. We we've been attending a ton of them. We've gone to uh, yep. Houston Truck Show, California Truck Show, uh, Florida Truck Show, Matt's obviously. So yep. you know maybe maybe it's a partnership down the line or something we could do to add value to someone else's truck show. But right now we're we're, we're not doing that just yet. Yeah, I was just curious. I, I didn't think there was, but um, but yeah, like, you know, you um, conferences and and truck shows and trucking world go hand in hand right oh so, for sure 100 yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no you're absolutely right yeah. where, where we're at downtown there won't be any room for any trucks unfortunately right yeah <laughs> yeah like you're at a hotel conference yeah yeah, center, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what most are you looking forward to uh with this iteration of the conference this year so you know just seeing new speakers uh you know we have some returning speakers but we added a bunch of new speakers to the lineup that's really exciting. Uh, you know, new attendees. We have a bunch of new people that didn't attend this year. That's that's coming. Um, just continuing to grow, man. Growth is just great. You know, where where we've grown in size. So last year we had about seven hundred fifty people there. This this year we're looking to have about a thousand plus. Okay. So you know, just seeing that kind of happen is really cool. And and just kind of working through it and, and and just seeing it come together is what it's all about. I'm just looking forward to all of it. Um, and then I'm looking forward to when it's over. Honestly, because I'm beat, man. <laughs> yeah, you got, you've got a. It's probably like a six month endeavor to put all this together. It, it, it really is. I'm. I'm. And, and, if, and here's and here's the thing, Todd. Like you know, most most people who do conferences or trade shows, that's all they do all year round. They're prepping for a conference or a trade show the entire year. So 
you know, their sales for sponsorships, you know, all their speakers, they're, they're coordinating, they're doing runner shows. That's all they do. But we have so much other verticals in truck and hustle that we're doing as we put together this conference. It's just a ton of work, you know? So not only us doing the conference, us doing our other networking events, we do three other networking events during the year called the reset. Uh, all throughout the country. We're doing our podcast. So we travel for the podcast. We're all over the country shooting that. Um, In addition to that, um, going to other events, other industry events. I just came back from DC at uh, the National Route Star Motor Carrier Association's uh, conference. That was a three-day conference at uh, the JW Marriott in DC. You know, we go to a ton of different organization, uh, uh, their shows. So we're always moving around. So it doesn't stop. So it's like we're doing that while in tandem to while we're doing these other things. So it's just a lot of work. So that's why I said when it's over, man, October 1st, I'll be a happy man. I'll be like, all right, I can finally breathe now, man, and start thinking about 2024 and the path forward. In some ways, as anyone who's helped plan an annual conference or truck show might suspect, what well, is already there, in fact, planning for 2024. Same time next year, we're actually, I'm going down to Houston. Uh, I go to LA next week and then a week after that I'm in Houston. So we're going to actually finalize 2024. Uh, Yeah. So we're looking at some, some other places just to make sure we're probably going to keep it in the same venue, but we just want to make sure before we got to make that commitment. Cause you know, once you lock in, it's it's locked. You're committed. (laughs) Yeah. You're committed, man. You're committed. They got you. So uh, we want to just make sure that's where we want to have it for the, for the next year. And we even thought about taking it out of Houston. We, we played with the idea, but we're like, ah, we, we like Houston, man. We think we feel good about Houston. So we'll probably end up keeping it there. And it, and it just may be a Houston thing forever. If you can't be in Houston, keep an eye out through the next year for one of Watley's reset events hosted in various locales around the nation to build momentum toward the fall conference. So we've had Philly. We just did Chicago. We had uh, prior to that, we did Philly. We did Atlanta, Houston, and then uh, and then uh, Orlando. So coming up in 2024, we have Los Angeles. We have Washington, D.C., and we have Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Okay. Okay. So what the resets are, they're like the road to Freight Fest, right? That That's our way to kind of like start promoting Freight Fest early and then like start the networking early. So what we typically do is we have a we do a brunch. Right. It's usually from one to five p.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday. We do a brunch really like we always make sure we choose a place with good food. Um, And then we do like some networking, like activations, like games for people to like network. And then we always have like a a live podcast panel. Right. And then we have like a special speaker. So it's like a it's like a four part event where you have a special guest speaker, a live podcast panel about a particular topic. So, for example, uh, the last one in Chicago, we had a freight broker. Um, gentleman by the name of Chris Erldson from uh, Capital Logistics Group. And we had another guy by the name of Kyle Littner. Um, he's a he's a consultant. He's like a, a Adam Wingfield type of guy, like freight analyst and so forth. So they both they were both our speakers. Um, and the prior to that, we've had uh, we had a, a, the, the one prior to that. We had a guy who owns a dump truck company he has like 40 dump trucks. Um, prior to that one, we had uh, a guy who owns a heavy haul company and a car hauling company. They did like a a, a, a panel together. So we always like focus on a different niche. You know right. what I mean? So it's kind of just like truck and hustle. So every yeah. every reset, you don't know which niche will net. Well, you do know because we promote it, but yeah, it's always going to be something different. That's going to be like the topic for the for the for the event. And we just move around and just continue doing it. So yeah, that's, that's right. what the reset is. And you know, obviously your trucking background, you know what a reset is, reset your hours. Yep. So it's kind of like that time to take a break and you know let your yep. hair down, network, relax a little bit and just have fun and just meet people, man. 
And that's what yeah. it's about. And they're extremely successful. People come away with come away from them with tons of like, you know, business contacts, um, yeah. just just learnings and just a good time. You know, they get to meet yeah. our team, um, get to meet each other because there's a lot of people that get to meet some of our guests from the podcast. So it's just a good time for us to kind of connect before Freight Fest. But the goal, like the, the methodology behind it was how could we do something to build the momentum to Freight Fest? And it's like, let's do right. these networking events. And then, you know, we continue to build up the anticipation for the big one at the end of the year. And that big one is upcoming, as noted, September 28th through October 1st in Houston. You can find more detail via the event website at FreightFest.com. Here's a big thanks to Ramel Watley, host of the Truck and Hustle podcast, for joining us here on Overdrive Radio for the talk. You can find him wherever you're listening to Overdrive Radio. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, Podcast Addict, Overcast.fm, and many many others, including worldfamousoverdriveonline.com. That's slash overdrive hyphen radio. If you're listening there, find a link over to Watley's Truck and Hustle podcast, as well as the Freight Fest site. And here's a big thanks for listening. Any feedback or tips for me directly? Use our podcast message line at 615-852-8530. Always love to hear from you. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. Considered and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man himself, Whammock, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, executive editor Alex Lockie. Video editors Lawson Rudisol and Andrew Quinn. Till next time, keep it growing.